there have been times where we've walked in and there's a single mom of four kids who's sleeping on a pile of blankets on the floor. Um, their kitchen doesn't have anything except for some paper plates that, you know, they're eating off of. And so when we say we walk into nothing, I mean, we're truly walking in and there's no furniture in there. So um, going from that to then having a full, fully furnished space that looks like yours and my home, um, it, it can truly be life-changing for these people. Hello friends, my name is Logan Weisberg and you are listening to the Forever Is Temporary podcast. Each episode we will be hearing from unique and inspiring individuals who have chosen to live a life full of purpose, passion, and excellence. Through these conversations, we will learn that we always have the choice to be better, that nothing in life is permanent, and most importantly, forever is temporary. Welcome, friends, to the Forever is Temporary podcast. Today, we have Kim Haney. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm so glad you are here. After rescheduling on you for the past three weeks, you still decided to join me, so I really (laughs) do appreciate that. Kim, you are a fitness instructor at Studio 3, which is a very popular fitness studio here in Chicago. I think there is now three different locations. I know that there's also some outdoor spaces that you guys have been working on as well. You also are a co-founder of Digs with Dignity, a nonprofit here in Chicago as well. Before I get into the Digs with Dignity, which is what I want to talk about mostly throughout our conversation, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and learn about uh, your fitness journey and how you became uh, a fitness instructor at Studio 3 and kind of your journey to where you are now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I actually grew up dancing. Um, so movement has always been a big part of my life from the age of three. Um, so yeah, I, I danced through college and taught dance to kids ages three to 18 um, throughout high school and college. And then uh it was just kind of a, a nice, like seamless transition into the fitness world. So I actually started teaching bar. Um, it's probably been about six years since since that, but um, at Exhale in Chicago. Um, and then after that, transitioned over to Studio Three teaching um, interval classes, the torch classes at Studio Three, and then uh, joined the yoga team as well. So now I teach high def, which is like a heated strength based class on a yoga mat. Dancing? Did you dance growing up? Did you? teach dance what what was that journey like yeah so I, I started with tap and ballet when I was a kid um and then kind of dabbled into all different modalities of dance so by the time uh by the time I was done with college it was everything from tap ballet hip-hop jazz point um did a little bit of vogue African dance in college like I dabbled into all the different realms which was super fun um you know, originally had intentions of working within the dance community, but more on the business side of it after college, um, but got my fill of that industry and, and moved out of that industry pretty quickly. Um, and that was my transition into the fitness world. So I actually have a, a good friend of mine who was a, an amazing dancer all throughout her life. And now she is also a um, personal trainer and fitness instructor in New York City. So 
that transition seemed to be pretty seamless for her as well. Uh, yeah. You have to know a ton about your body and your movement during dance. So I'm, I'm assuming that transition was a, a fluid one. Definitely. Awesome. Great. And is this your full-time job right now or is Diggs with Diggs in your full-time job? Yeah, it's, it's a healthy mix. Um, I teach part-time at Studio 3. Um, Diggs is slowly becoming full-time energy for sure. Um, has always been full-time energy since we started in 2019, but, um, is slowly transitioning into more full-time hours. Um, we've been at it for about a year and a half now. So yeah, it's been, it's been a nice transition, but teaching has always been something that I've been so passionate about as well. Um, and always have intentions of continuing to do. Um, I love fitness and movement myself. Um, in addition to sharing it with other people is just, it's always been a dream job. Um, that's really, really been something that I've been passionate about for, for my entire career. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely a a good balance between the two. Great. And I definitely want to touch on the comparisons between kind of the teaching and the fitness, uh, aspect and as well as the nonprofit and what you guys are doing with digs with dignity. So I'd love for you to just give me a little bit of background on digs with dignity. I know what you guys do, uh, but all of my listeners, I'd love to hear the story on how it started and uh, what you guys are currently doing. Yeah. Uh, so we started in October of 2019, uh, myself and my two partners, Jan and Beth, um, the three of us, uh, met working for a different nonprofit in Chicago that did something similar, um, to what we do now. And we use that as kind of the foundation of our business and really have just expanded it from there. So, um, the premise of Dick's Dignity is we take furniture, um, from the community. We house it in our warehouse facility. We have a 7,000 square foot warehouse, Um, And we get connected with families who are recently transitioning out of a variety of homelessness situations. So anything from, you know, extreme health situations where they might have, you know, been taken to a level financially that they couldn't sustain um, or domestic violence issues or they lost their job during the pandemic or um, just a variety of different things. We, We hear all, you know, a different story from every family that we get in touch with. But Um, Once they're placed in housing, their caseworker will then reach out to us. Um, We utilize the furniture that's in our warehouse space. Um, My partner, Beth, is an interior designer by trade, so she uh, floor plans the entire space and designs it from top to bottom. Um, The whole process takes about a week and a half from the day that we meet the families to the day that we actually furnish their space, Um, and we move everything in in a matter of about six hours. So by the time we leave, they have, you know, a house that looks like yours or mine. We've got furniture um, in the space, beds are made, art is on the walls, we've got knickknacks on shelves, uh, fully stocked kitchen with everything that you need to cook, bake. Um, so yeah, it's it's a fully outfitted home in a matter of about six hours. Um, and then following, furnishing their space, something that we're really working on this year is growing out some more like long-term support options for our families and compiling some resources that we can offer them um, you know, employment assistance or uh, domestic violence counseling to help them work through some of the trauma that they've experienced and and things like that. And I have seen the photos on Instagram of the recent furnishings. I don't know if my listeners have seen Extreme Home Makeover. I used to watch it all the time with Ty Pennington. It's very similar. I mean, the you guys are absolutely incredible at what you are doing for these families. Um, I'd like to take a step back and get to understand why did you, 
even consider working for a nonprofit, beginning this nonprofit? Is there something that happened in your life or, um, you know, what led you to doing this? Yeah, um, I think my family has always been pretty grounded in service. My mom and I, I remember volunteering when I was a kid um, and trying to find opportunities together where we could do so. Um, you know, my mom's a nurse. She's she's always been one to give back to other people. Um, so I feel like I kind of got inspired with that that spirit from her, and it's kind of carried on into my adult life. And um, you know, I feel like I've I've lived a very fortunate life of just always having everything that I've needed. And um, growing up, I, I just I had a wonderful life. So having the opportunity now to share that with other people and give that energy back, give my talents back, and utilize it for something so good, um, has been has been the best, you know, the best thing I could have done. So um, that's how I, I kind of got involved in the nonprofit world in that way. I was looking for something that was was going to be a fulfilling career move um, and provide me the opportunity to give back to others. And uh, that's where I'm at. My partner is working in, working at, like I said, a different nonprofit, but then moving into starting digs. Um, I always knew you know, once I found this kind of work, this was kind of the work that I wanted to stay in for a while. And so, um, yeah, starting digs was, was kind of a no brainer decision for us. And my two partners and I just started talking about it and it very quickly became our reality. I love it. And I don't know why my head keeps going back to what you do as a fitness instructor as well. You are providing a service and you are giving back to people that are trying to improve their lives as well. Do you think that has to do with kind of your foundation as well and why you do what you do on the fitness side of things? Yeah, totally. Just being able to help people be the best version of themselves, whether it's in a fitness class or whether it's by giving them a space that's comfortable and supportive for them reaching their goals. Um, Yeah, I feel like there's, there's definitely some synergies between the two. And I was on the site and your mission is to, quote, elevate the lives of those transitioning from homelessness by filling their houses with everything that makes a dignified, comfortable home. Mm-hmm. What does having, what have you seen has uh, having a comfortable and place to, you know, rest your head at night for these families? What has that done to their lives? I know you guys have only been at it for two years or so, but what, what are some of the outcomes that you've seen from providing people that may have just been in unfortunate situations and now they have a place to kind of start with a home? Has there, have, have their lives changed dramatically? What, what have you seen with the families that you've already supported? Yeah, I, I think probably the, the first thing to really kind of explain is that, um, what people don't a lot of times understand is that when we walk into these homes, I mean, we're talking nothing like these people are moving from a shelter where there's no place to store your stuff, right? They, they have the clothes on their back, maybe a couple of garbage bags filled with blankets or, um, or clothes, but you can't take furniture. You can't take pictures with you. You can't take books with you into a shelter. There's just nowhere to store it. So when these people are then getting rehoused in a new space, I mean, we walk in for that initial visit to measure their space and, oftentimes I don't even have a bed to sleep on. Um, so there have been times where we've walked in and there's a single mom of four kids who's sleeping on a pile of blankets on the floor. Um, their kitchen doesn't have anything except for some paper plates that, you know, they're eating off of. And 
so when we say we walk into nothing, I mean, we're truly walking in and there's no furniture in there. So um, going from that to then having a full, fully furnished space that looks like yours and my home, um, it, it can truly be life-changing for these people. Um, something that is, has been super cool over the last year and a half is uh, forming like longer term relationships with our families. So we've done some internal efforts to like check back in with them. We do uh, like an adopt a family program at Christmas where you can shop for gifts for them. We also uh, paired that with like, you know, a big basket of food and our donors have been so incredible in, in fulfilling that for uh, in touching back in with our families, but going back into their home and they're so excited to show us like, oh, it's just how you guys left it. Like they, I mean, they, they keep setting the table like we left it and, um, you know, and they're so proud to have this space that they can now invite friends over and not feel embarrassed about where they live or what their home looks like or what their space looks like. And uh, recently, I actually heard back from a family that we furnished about a year ago. And um, the the dad in the family, he actually just went back and got his high school diploma. And so they they emailed me a copy of his high school diploma because they were so excited to share that, like, he had finally gone back to school and, and gotten his degree, which was so cool. Um, so I feel like it while we're providing that that furniture it's really more than that it's that dignity it's that pride in their space that they can then um it alleviates that pressure that they can focus on other things like going back to school or getting employment or you know moving on with those next steps in their life a home is really a foundation right, right. it's not just the space but it's it's a place where you're able to go and it's a safe space right so right. once you have that foundation, you're able to go above and beyond and work on things that are bigger and can help your life, you know, get better as as you move on. And, and it gives you the opportunity to to really be able to expand and, you know, help your family if if you have that place that you can come home to and, and know that, you know, this is a safe place. Because if you're constantly worried about where am I going to sleep tonight? What am I going to eat? All those little things. Uh, it's really hard to be able to do the thing like go back to and get your high school diploma. That just wouldn't totally. be an option. Um, so right. you guys are really setting that foundation. I do want to ask you, as a fitness instructor at a, a studio that, you know, it's it's not the cheapest thing in the world to buy a class pack and, and do these extracurriculars like fitness totally. classes, going from teaching people that most likely have above and beyond what you need to survive and live a mm -hmm. good life to going and meeting with families that have absolutely nothing and are, are worried about where they're going to sleep that night how and do you turn a certain mode off and turn another mode on when you're working with these different, very different groups of people? You know, I feel like the coolest part about dabbling into both worlds is that um, the Studio 3 community has actually, and the fitness community just as a whole, has truly rallied behind our mission. Um, and that's been one of the coolest things to see is how while yes, the community that I work with at Studio Three is is one that definitely has, um, you know, a comfortable space to live in for themselves. Um, they're so willing to give and be generous and support um, and spread the word. And we've had so many 
clients at Studio 3 come and volunteer with us and teachers come and volunteer with us and support our mission. And um, honestly, I feel like it's been one of our, you know, our, our most supportive communities um, to rally behind the work that we do with DIGS. So it's been really cool to kind of blend the two communities together. So I'm, I'm not sure if it's necessarily a mode that switches on and off, um, but really a more fluid kind of transition between the two because I feel like they, they mesh together so well. And I love that. And that's why I love the fitness community. And that's why I love right. being involved in the fitness community. Because when you go to take a class and, and you're putting yourself out there and you're working on yourself and you're being vulnerable, it really allows for you to open up. And I think for the most part, the people that are going to do these things and, and try and better themselves are also willing to better the community around them. Um, so when you give them the platform to be able to do so, I think that that is pretty incredible. So I read on the site that a goal for you guys is to house 40 plus families by the end of this year. Is that yeah. on track? We're on track. Yep. Um, we have been furnishing at a pace of about um, every other week for first quarter of this year, but um, starting May 1st, we're actually transitioning into one family a week, which is going to be a big shift for us, but like a super exciting one. And um, the need is there. We've we've partnered with additional social service agencies and have met new caseworkers, and we're really excited to start doing more work with them. Um, organizations like Jesse Brown VA and um, our, our initial caseworkers that we worked with, Catholic Charities, Well of Mercy, Inspiration Corporation have all been incredible partners for us, but we're now kind of expanding and meeting new organizations as well, just to kind of um, expand and, and touch families from other organizations too. So um, yeah, we're, we're super excited to make that shift and we'll definitely hit 40 this year. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And what does that mean to you that you are placing 40 plus families, hundreds of people in houses that they can go in and be proud of. How does that affect you every day when you open your eyes and, and re get ready to tackle the day? Um, I feel like it's inspiring. It's, it's cool to see the difference that you can make in people's lives. And I feel like that that move-in day never gets old. You know, we've now serviced almost 35 since we've started, 35 total families since 2019. Um, and every single one is different. Every single one has a story. Every single one is impactful um, and kind of affects myself and my team in our own lives that kind of inspire us to keep continuing to do that work. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like it's just, it's inspiring. It, it keeps us going and it's, keeps our team excited to just keep impacting more lives. I think for me and, and a lot of my listeners, you know, I, I volunteer for a nonprofit. We were talking earlier, Camp One Step, and it's a camp and an organization that does so much, but one of their main things is sending kids with cancer and their families and supporting them to camp and different activities and I know when I wake up sometimes and I'm not feeling it or I'm having a bad day and I have on my wall letters written by these campers and just knowing that whatever I'm going through, it's probably not nearly as hard as what these kids are going through at eight, nine, ten right. years old. And I know it's hard to compare your suffering to others and sometimes that's not a good thing, but 
for me at least, it, it gives me that little nudge to say, okay, let's let's get on, let's move towards yeah. working on your goals and the goals of those people around you. Um, is totally. that something that you internalize as well? Definitely. Yeah, no, I love that. Definitely using it as as inspiration to keep pushing forward towards goals in your own life is absolutely on point with what how I feel is, you know, working with digs. It's definitely. It sounds like you guys are just continuously progressing. It's more than just now homes, but it's giving yeah. these people um, services such as, you know, helping them find jobs and um, right. helping, you know, the kids and the family members. I am so excited to see how this will impact the younger generations. I mean, right. for a lot of these people, it's it's really great. You know, the parents, it, I'm sure it takes a big burden off of their shoulders with what you guys are doing. But to be able to give a place for these younger kids instead right. of growing up in a shelter, they're now growing up in a, a dignified home, um, right. in a comfortable home. You guys are going to change the lives of of people forever, which is amazing. Right. Well, I mean, we've seen that, you know, that reveal is such a special moment with us and the families um, when they come home and they first get to see their space. And, and there have been times where we furnished a family last um, December who she had some older sons and uh, the older sons, it was a mom and then two boys. And the boys came up to us after and the one walked us out to our cars and he was just like, you don't understand the amount of pressure that you've alleviated off of my shoulders now. Um, just because you've come and take care of my mom and you've taken care of us. And we are so forever grateful that you have, you know, done this for us because it's, it's really now alleviated. I mean, the kids feel the pressure, you know, older boys who have pressure to do all these things, you know, at getting into your late teens, early twenties, um, just in life in general, but then on top of it, you also have a mom to take care of and a family to take care of that uh, they felt the pressure to support their own mom and and they were so grateful. It was really cool. I'm just I'm blown away and I can see it and I can't wait. I know I told you I'm I'm planning on volunteering at some point in the future. I also am moving and so I'm going to have a lot of really great furniture and things for the families that you guys are going to be housing very shortly. How can my listeners help donate time, money, furniture? Yep. Um, so the best way to find out about us and to donate, whether it's furniture or money, is on our website, digswithdignity.org. Um, you can see the work that we do. I think it's best showcased on our social media account. So we're at Digs with Dignity on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, you know, every move that we do, we're posting kind of stories before, before and after shots. Um, so that's a great way to follow along and kind of see what we're up to. I have one final question for you. Yeah. Uh, so the podcast name is Forever is Temporary. And I think for this episode in particular, I just, it keeps coming back to me that with Digs with Dignity, and I'll let you answer, but for me, I just think about the situations that these families are in because of you guys. It's not forever. It's temporary. And you guys are helping so many families just get a head start and, and get off right. on the right foot. So what does forever is temporary mean for you? 
whether that's with, dig- with dignity, whether that's with your teaching in Studio 3, whether that's just in your personal life, what what does that mean for you? Um, I feel like that's it's so present in, in digs, right? These families are on a, a path and they've just kind of stumbled on a bad situation for a variety of different reasons and being able to acknowledge that the space that they're in currently, it's, it's temporary and um, it takes a small shift that can really truly change your life and, and put you on a path in a different direction. And, um, and that's how our, our families are moving forward in their life. And um, yeah, I mean, whether they're whether they're young and they're a single mom in their 20s or we just recently helped a 68 year old veteran um he's just like you know this has shifted his life completely and and now he's on a path to he's comfortable he feels taken care of he's learning to trust people again this particular veteran that I'm thinking of he suffered PTSD he fought in Vietnam and uh had a really hard time trusting people. And so I, that first initial visit, when we went in, he was still a little hesitant and reserved, but then when he came back and saw his new space, he's just like this, it, it shifted his perspective completely. He's like this, like starting with this, and now I feel like I can start to trust people and let people in again, because I, I know that there are good people out there in the world that are trying to make a difference and it's impacted my life completely. Man. Awesome. Well, Kim, thank you so much for joining me. Again, for all of my listeners, go on social, Digs with Dignity. You can follow Kim as well. That's how we uh, met through one of my previous guests, Victoria. But I saw Kim also followed me and I took a scroll through her Instagram and found Digs with Dignity and just couldn't look away. And I cannot wait to help you guys and support you guys in any way that I can. Um, What you guys are doing is so amazing for the community.